Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Seavers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. It's uh, good to be back here in the podcast with you, Pastor Corey. And we have some very special guests with us. Uh, continuing perhaps a theme for this week with uh, a missionary focus, we have Joe and Karen Adams with us from Mission Aviation Fellowship. So a uh, special welcome to you, Joe and Karen. And and Pastor Corey, would you like to introduce them a little bit and then dive into the program? Yeah, I, I would. Thanks, Tim. Uh, Joe and Karen, it, it's great to have you on our, our uh, YouTube channel and uh, podcast. And we initially, months ago, some months ago, uh, planned to have you in person uh, at Sunday worship services, sharing about the work God has called you to do. Uh, with Mission Aviation Fellowship in Africa, and none of us knew at that time uh, that we would have a world uh, pandemic, uh, a worldwide pandemic, but uh, that's where we're at, and so we're finding another way to to introduce you to some of our church family. Some of our church family already knows you, introduce you to the broader community, uh, so thank you, Joe and Karen, for uh, for making time uh, to to share with us, and I guess my first question is just, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. And uh, once the screen jumps to you, you can, everybody will see that you're wearing something a little different than most of us wear. And you can, you could talk about that too. So, so tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and uh, yeah. Do me long, me. Ah, do me long, daddy. Upe le juan. Upe le hamunati, me. Upe le juan. Upe le hamunati. Kelebo handati. Kelebo me. So that was the traditional greeting that uh, the Basutu uh, do to each other. Essentially, we ask each other how we're doing, and we said we're doing fine, and thank you. You always say thank you at the end of the greeting. So we're missionaries with Mission Aviation Fellowship in Lesotho, which is the small African country uh, inside of South Africa. It's landlocked by South Africa. And we're wearing uh, traditional Basutu clothing. Um, these blankets, they're actually, these blankets were actually in the Black Panther movie. Um, that was one of the cultural items that they took from Africa. And this is the, the men and the women, they wear them differently. The women have it penned here in the front, and then the men have it penned up on the shoulder. They're very, very beautiful blankets. And, uh, it's, it's cold there. It's not as cold as here. I was going to say, they look warm, oh, warm blankets. They love to be warm. Many, many, not all Basutu, but many Basutu hate being cold. They bundle their babies up, even in the middle of winter, layers and layers of blankets. So um, I'm wearing a, a dress, a traditional dress. This was handmade, hand-sewn for me by um, one, of the, one of my friends from church, Basutu Church. And the traditional fabric is called uh, Shishwe Shwe. But it looks like Sishushu. But you said it's Shishwe Shwe. And, and that's a common, uh, it, this, the, the letters are the same letters that Latin characters, but uh, the vowels are all said in every word. So, um, and, and each vowel has a little different sound than, than the vowels do in English. So uh, a lot of people see the name Lesotho and they think Lesotho because that's how it's spelled. Um, so it's the, 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 place is called Basutu, the people are called Basutu, and the language is called Sesutu. Interesting. Yeah. So how did, 
how did Joe and Karen and family end up in Lesotho, uh, Africa? Tell us just, you know, you know the, the, the story of how, how did you end up there and, and what are you doing there? So about, um, it's almost seven years ago now, um, I was a pilot and working in my family business, um, not as a pilot, doing something else. And um, I was really passionate about aviation. And I came to the realization uh, through circumstances that God put in my path that God wanted me to go into mission aviation. And so um, I announced this to my unsuspecting wife and said that we are going to now uh, uh, move to Portland, Oregon. And, uh, and um, I'm going to go to a maintenance school to become a mechanic as well as a pilot because that's part of the requirements. And uh, so we spent the next few years in the Portland, Oregon area as I got my certificate. And then um, in 2017, we joined Mission Aviation Fellowship and uh, we uh, raised support and then we departed and went to, were assigned to Lesotho and went to Lesotho in June of 2018. And we've been there for nearly two years now. And uh, I'm a pilot. Um, I fly small airplanes. Uh, MAS uses the airplane as a tool to reach people with the love of Christ. So um, what type of things do, as you use uh, the plane as the tool, uh, I, I know because I read your wonderful uh, updates, uh, uh, the, the Adams Adventures, I uh, love them. Uh, but what, you know, what type of things are you doing you know, on a weekly, monthly basis uh, there in Lesotho. And it's a very mountainous country, right? Uh, yes, that's correct. Um, so the airplane, uh, we have four airplanes there and we have six pilots. Um, MAF is the uh, only air medical evacuation available in the country. And it serves uh, a number of mountain clinics and airstrips where there are no access, uh, there's no access by road. You're, you're going in either by a donkey or you're going in by an airplane. Um, so we provide uh, services for the Ministry of Health. We provide medical evacuation for critical patients. We also provide transport for doctors and nurses. Um, we provide transport for people that want to bring the gospel of Christ to uh, the people in the mountains. So that's the primary uh, reason that we're there. And I'm also a mechanic. So some, some days I'm working on airplanes, some days I'm flying airplanes. And then um, the other thing that is really a big part of any MAF pilot and his wife's ministry is relationship building. And Karen really has a passion for relationships and she's very good at that. And so she does a lot of um, building of friendships and bringing uh, Christ to people around her. So Karen, tell me, tell me about, yeah, life there in Lesotho for you and for, for your family. Sure. So I'm one of the one of the jokes um, in the MAF world. Sometimes, at least, I won't speak for everybody there, but <laughs> is that is that the husband will will go over there and he's finally getting to fly the airplanes and he's living the dream. And then for the wife and the family, they've been transported to a new country. They're away from family, like your basic ways of how you shop for food, how you buy electricity, where your kids go to school, even the just the expectations around what's appropriate behavior for children and how they relate to other children and adults. Everything's changed. And so sometimes it can be that the wife has a little bit harder time um, adjusting. 
I think that was true for me in some ways, but uh, God really blessed me before I left. He kind of gave me three things that he wanted me to focus on for the first year. And that helped give a vision for how to move forward. What were those three yeah. things? Um, right. So he wanted, me, he wanted me to, first of all, focus primarily on just for the first year, just settling the family in, to not seek outside ministry. I've always wanted to be involved um, in ministry. And MAF is a great organization. They're very supportive of the wife and they will provide opportunities for the wife to work at MAF or they'll support her if she wants to volunteer at another organization. So they really make an effort to, to fit um, the wife's passions with something that uh, enables her to be able to do that as well. Um, so I was very excited about that, but God kind of just put a big pause on that. And patience is not my strength, but he told me that first year, your, your main job is just to make sure that the family and that the kids are settled, get the house set up, get routines, get things running. Um, and that really paid dividends. That really reduced our stress load. Um, the other thing was language and relationship building. Um, language was... I think for me, less frustrating than I expected, but harder to learn there because you're not immersed. Uh, English is spoken quite well, especially where I live in the city. Uh, but the problem is that the Basutu all speak Basutu to each other. And then as soon as I try to talk or I come around, they switch to English. So I'm still isolated and limited in my relationship building if I don't speak English, or excuse me, if I don't speak Basutu. But there's not that motivation because I can survive, I can buy my groceries, I can have superficial relationships with people entirely in English. So that was harder, but I love Sisutu. I can geek out over it, all the cool sounds that they do. Um, they do a click sound, Joe does it better than me, but you can say, Sintakani Sekoma. <laughs> what is that, what does <laughs> that, 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 that mean? Was the, frog. the frog jumped, anyways. <laughs> Um, so yeah, learning, learning the language. And then the last one was uh, building relationships. And we have a great team over there in Lesotho. We were really blessed with good leadership, servant leadership, and for the most part, everyone gets along. And that's just a huge source of stress overseas for many missionaries. We're yeah. very blessed to have a team that's unified and working together right now. So you guys had a, a scheduled leave to come uh, back to the States and build support and check in with supporters and, and family and such. And that was all scheduled uh, before COVID-19. And, and then you get over here and all this stuff happens. Uh, and of course, it's, it's worldwide. So it's, it's happening in Lesotho uh, as well. So could you share with us a little bit about how this is impacting both uh, your, your current situation as missionaries, um, you know, who, who are just on temporary leave or whatever the right phrase is, um, and then how it's affecting your team uh, back in Lesotho and, and maybe Mission Aviation and Fellowship uh, in general, if you want to talk about that. So I can talk about the, the um, Mission Aviation Fellowship and how it's dealing with it there. Um, it is, we are still doing emergency medical flights as necessary. But we have to be very careful and, and we've had to develop new sanitation procedures and we're checking everyone that gets on the plane with a thermometer, things like that, because we don't want to bring um, the virus into the mountains where we're taking, you know, we're helping the health there, but we want to be careful to 
not bring the virus that's more more than likely in the capital city to the mountains. So um, we're doing only what's necessary. The entire country is under a lockdown and has been, I think, for three weeks, and they just extended it two more weeks um, till like the 5th of May, is that right? I'm not sure. I think the 5th of May. Um, and that's affecting the country pretty severely and, and uh, making it very difficult uh, for food to come across the border from South Africa. Unfortunately, Lesotho is pretty dependent on South Africa for many things, uh, food and, and basic services. So uh, it's been pretty hard on them and um, the, the lockdown has been enforced fairly brutally. Um, you know, we might get a fine or something if we're, if we're doing something that, that uh, the government views as non-essential, but there the people can get dragged out of their cars and beaten by the police. So it's, and then there's also political instability that's happened. The, the prime minister deployed the military uh, against the police. Uh, fortunately, there hasn't been any bloodshed yet, or it hasn't, that hasn't resulted in any bloodshed, but there's a political power struggle going on. And you know the people are just suffering in the in the aftermath of all of that, and it's it's tough, and it's hard for us to see our friends. You know, we talk to them, and they say they talk about you know how desperate they feel, and, and that's unique. It's remarkable because they're saying it. I mean, yeah. when I think about the Basutu people, um, last winter all of the grass in our yard died, and then as soon as the rains came, it flourished and was bright bright green. And I, I mean, I think of the African people like that. They are so resilient and they are so tough and they know how to handle adversity. They know how to trust God through it in ways that I don't because I haven't had to learn that. And when my Christian friends are struggling and saying, I don't know how we're going to make it. I think people are going to starve. Like I'm scared. Like I, um, that catches my attention, you know, like that's hard. Because yeah. they don't do that. They, they face a lot of trouble in their daily lives and they don't talk about it. They are proud people. They are very strong. And so when, when I start to hear those type of things, you know, that just tell, gives me a barometer of the situation. And the reason for that, though, is one of the things we, we stayed with a really nice family in Portland when we first got back. And one of the things that amazed us, we just haven't seen this kind of thing for a couple of years now, is we opened their pantry and we saw a huge amount of food and, and it was just a normal pantry that any of us would have in the, in the United States. And people don't have that kind of food storage on hand and they don't have any money they might Lacto. not even have a refrigerator yeah. or a freezer. Yeah. So there, there is no reserve. They just have no reserves. They don't have financial reserves. They don't have food reserves. Um, and, and so when something like this happens, there's nothing to dig into. There's nothing to fall back on. So, you know, there is some desperation for people and it. That's hard to watch. It's hard to see. Is there, is there anything um, we can do as a, uh, uh, churches, individuals over here to support maybe through the, through people, you know, over there uh, to help uh, people, families in need. Um, sure. Sure. I, I think what, where our heart is, is to really enable the Basutu to be able to help the Basutu. We have Basutu Christians who have already for many years shown their faithfulness in ministry and sharing the love of Christ through meeting practical needs. 
And right now they're still trying to do that with the limited things that they have, but their biggest hindrance is money. So if we can come alongside of those Basutu Christians and we can provide them with some extra funds, um, a little bit goes a long ways because of the exchange rate. But they're going to be able to really use that money efficiently to make sure that it's not wasted, to make sure that the people who are most in need will actually receive the money directly. Um, and that will just allow for it. So anyone who is interested in supporting financially Basutu Christians um, we would definitely be able to help arrange that. Yeah, uh, well, uh, we can put your contact information along with this video and in our newsletter. And if, if people listening to this, watching this are, are interested and convicted to, to come alongside, it's, it's a real situation, uh, real desperation in many places in the world uh, and could use that contact information, get a hold of you. Um, so, uh, how else could we support the ministry uh, and you, particularly you? I mean, you, you're here to talk about what you've been doing, what God's been doing in your life and called you to do. How can we support you? What can we be praying for? Um, and, and this isn't what you expected either right now. So. No. Well, we would appreciate prayers for, for wisdom um, and, and um, you know, strength as we navigate the COVID thing, just like everybody else is. Um, you know, it's, it's caused us to have um, not, not have ability to see people that we wanted to see. Even certain family members were uh, distancing from because of health issues and things like that. And, you know, that's, that's hard to, to navigate. But I think also uh, prayer for the, the, the lockdown and the situation, the way that the authorities in Lesotho are handling it so that um, MAF can continue its operations. Um, you know, things like the flying pastors can't fly right now because it's, it's just a non-essential. Uh, so the, there are relationships that they began to build and there's new Christians up in the mountains that we would love to, to continue to, um, to see them grow in their faith. And, and that's not happening. It is happening to some extent by phone. As far as our support, um, people want to support our, our work with, uh, MAF. Um, we would love to have your prayers. Um, just pray for, for safety for me uh, as I fly. Pray for success for our kids, safety for our kids. Um, pray that God would continue to bless and guide our ministry. And then um, also, um, as far as financial support, um, if you feel God leading you to do that, um, Probably the most simple way is to go maf.org slash Adams, A-D-A-M-S, not like the, the two Ds in the Adams family, one D. Um, and uh, the other way is you can uh, go to MAF's website and look up the phone number to call and, and just call and say that you want to support the Adams family. And, and that money would go directly towards our ministry support. And once all of our, the way MAF works is it's a pool system. So if we, for, for some reason this month, get extra funds uh, over and above the amount that we're required to raise, it's not going to go to waste, and it's not just going to be sitting there and not used. It will actually go to support other missionaries who are in need, who maybe are, are facing financial difficulty because of COVID-19. So it's kind of a cool opportunity in the way that they set that up. Um, the other thing cool. I would just say, if you have a personal relationship with some missionary that you know overseas, just reach out to them and ask them how they're doing. 
that means so much. I know as a, as a mom and as a wife, I, I miss my friends back in the States and sometimes it can be hard to know what to share. Am I supposed to ask them how they're doing or share about how I'm doing? So just to give them permission to not be okay and to share uh, their struggles and what they're having trouble with, that, that means a lot. Yeah. Uh, we also love to um, send people our newsletter. So if you want to uh, get our newsletter, um, that same link will has a link to the link uh, to get to our newsletter and you can find out more about what God's doing. Say it one more time. It's maf.org slash Adams. That's it. Correct. maf.org slash Adams. One D in Adams. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Tim, do you have any questions? Uh, well, I, I'm, <laughs> you, you've covered just about everything, Corey. Um, I guess I, I guess maybe I'd like to know, uh, or could you share with us a, a, a blessing or something uh, that you've seen in your ministry uh, over these last, year, uh, last two years? Just something that's really a way that God has, has, has moved in maybe a surprising way and, and, uh, and it's been a blessing for you or also for, for the people in Lesotho. Um, I think... Uh... I think each of us probably has a, a top item. I think for me, uh, seeing God uh, put me exactly where he wanted me and doing some things that I did not expect to be doing. Um, for me, I'm, I, you know, I really am passionate about aviation, I love flying, I love using uh, flying to help people. Um, and I knew that that was what I would get to do. But in addition to that, it's opened up this opportunity to um, be the MAF liaison to the flying pastors. And um, I was invited early on in, in our time in Lesotho to help the flying pastors to set a direction and stick to it. And that, um, that group has really expanded in what they're doing and has been pretty effective um, at breaking into new areas and, and having a lot of uh, people who are making decisions for Christ and not just uh, making decisions before Christ, but also continuing to follow him, learning more about Christ, becoming uh, disciples of Christ and, and learning the Bible, learning how to, how to be a Christian. And so it's pretty exciting to be part of that, to support that in every way I can. And just seeing God putting um, me in, in the place that he did to, to help facilitate that is just really exciting to me been really rewarding. Yeah, I, I remember six months after we arrived sitting in the garage and the flying pastors were supposed to leave that December for their very first trip up to the mountains uh, after setting their new vision. And the trip got canceled um, because culturally you have to go talk to the chief and get permission. And, and I think we also needed to arrange housing. And I just remember Joe was so discouraged. You know, they had we're so excited to go and to be leaving on this first trip. And like, we knew that culturally we had to do it the culturally appropriate way, but it was difficult for us to swallow as Christ as uh, Americans who love their efficiency. And it felt like wasted time. Uh, and I just remember praying with Joe about that. And the next month uh, the pastors went and they've gone every month since then. 
they're now actually going twice a month to two different areas. And just the way God has answered that prayer is unbelievable to me. Like, I can't believe that we get to be a part of what he's doing. I mean, he's yeah. been working in Lesotho all along. He's been preparing and planting seeds. You know, we just get to be a part of that. And it's really exciting. Uh, for me personally, um, I think when you go overseas, you think you're going to help the people and God's like, nope, I want you to work on yourself. Uh, and he's really been working in my heart to trust him more. Um, you know, the we do trust God. And sometimes I put my trust in, like my trust for safety, my trust in God to keep me safe. I'm putting trust in my alarm and my security bars and my gate and my guard. You know, what does it mean to really trust God? And even like with planning our trip, I obsessively planned this furlough down to the detail for two months. But it almost drove my family crazy. And then we got here and got, oh, <laughs> got something different for you. And his plan was way better than mine. You know, so just to kind of let go of some of that control and trust him. Even um, like I, I remember once the, the flight pastors were going to go out on a trip. And it got canceled for some reason. I think that it was raining or, or something like that. And one of the girls needed a place to stay. And I was like, hey, well, can she come spend the night at our house? And I had all these plans for the day. I was going over to a friend's house to visit and babysit her kids and help her out. And I did not want to do it. I was angry <laughs> that Joe asked this to me, sprung this on me. And you know what? It was like, God was like, no, like, that's okay. Yes, we all get upset when our plans are changed and challenged. That's normal. I want you to do this. I want you to obey. And we had a great time with Aussie Carabo. Uh, my kids connected with her, which is a gift for them to have positive uh, friendships with the Sutu. Um, and now she's a friend. And that may not have happened if it hadn't been for that rainstorm that canceled my plans. Uh, I think that I appreciate you sharing those stories. And I think it speaks beautifully even to our own you know, to our situation we're in now, right? Um, God's ways are higher than our ways and yes. uh, better than our ways. <laughs> um, we don't always see that, but uh, it's all, I'm, I don't know why we're always amazed that God uh, works the way that he does, but it's a beautiful thing. So thank you for sharing. We, we have some new guests, it looks like. Yeah, our daughter, our daughter will come to you. But this is, uh, this is Timothy. He is almost three. His birthday is uh, the first week of May. Can you say hi? Hi. Do you want to show them the flag? Hey, Timothy, what, that's my name too. It's a Sasutu flag. And what's on the flag? A Sasutu hat. A Sasutu, yeah, a Sasutu hat. Can I take it off? Yeah, uh, no, I don't think it comes off, sorry. Uh, it's untied enough. Yeah, it's too tight. And Gracie's here too. She's wearing her shishui shui dress too in honor of the occasion. Come on in. Gracie, how old are you? I'm six. Are no, you? No, you're not. I'm seven. <laughs> Gracie, what did you want to tell them about? What's this year? So, the Basutu, they wear a blanket. And they put their babies behind their back. And that's how they carry their babies around. Yeah, hold up so they can see. This is this is a doll that they've made of the home crafts, handicrafts. So we have a a um a lady, and then you can see the babies are in on her back. 
And they will, they, they will carry infants that way. And they just use a blanket. They're very skilled at it. It's amazing. I tried, I actually tried putting Tim in a blanket on my back and I, I, I need some help because I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh yeah, Tim, Tim took the babies out. He took the babies out now. Oh, oh yeah. I, I know when my, my wife was pregnant, we got something called a Moby wrap or something like that. Yeah. I never could figure it out. Uh, yeah. What a, what a beautiful way to, 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 to be with your children. So. Now, Gracie wanted to show you one more thing, if it's okay. Absolutely. So the Basuto, they, they, they make little hats. And um, the hats, they make little, like really little ones that would fit on this zebra. Oh, yeah? They made yeah. this zebra. I think it wool. Yeah. They, they raise uh, sheep, and then they, they have a mole hair project. It's actually one of the, one of the major industries in Lesotho is mole hair production and they make these little felt little uh toys out of them gracie have you seen a zebra yes have you eaten a zebra mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so we we did end up going on a safari into south africa and we got to see zebra and uh it wasn't on the safari but another time we got to taste zebra and actually you would think oh that's horse meat it's actually really good so if, i hope i'm not offending any vegetarians out there but <laughs> Zebra meat is awesome if you ever get to try it. So. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Hey, Gracie and and Timothy, are are you wearing uh, Lesotho clothing? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. It, is that what you would wear over there? Well, this I usually wear to church, but I don't wear it everywhere. Mm hmm. It's, a, it's more traditional clothes. They would wear it to weddings. They would wear it to church, special occasions on their uh, Independence Day. Yeah, it's, it's festive wear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's very nice, both of you. Very nice. Yes. Oh, nice. and I've got, I've got one as well. Let's see. Let me pull the blanket Oh, your blanket's here. on the floor. You can go get your so blanket. This, is a, this is also was made for me. It's the same shishwe fabric. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you need very, it. very colorful. Very yes, colorful. it's a very colorful bunch. Gracie's going to put her blanket on too. She wants you to see. Oh. She has a, she has a child size blanket and it has corn on it. Uh, corn is one of the main foods in, uh, well, in all of Africa, but they eat something that's kind of like cornmeal, except it's very, very fine. It's called papa. Papa. Hey guys, just come show them. Have the kids been learning the language along with you? Uh, they can they can do the greetings, but um, they're not. They haven't learned a lot of it. Uh, Grace goes to a English language speaking school, and um, Tim is uh, Tim probably speaks maybe a little more because the housekeeper sometimes speaks to him in Sisutu, and and also uh, one of our babysitters is is Basutu, and she she teaches them a little bit. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's been a huge blessing for me. Uh, my, my house helper, she's become one of my, one of my closest friends. Oh, so that's beautiful. You, know, you see the, the corn cob on it right here. Oh yeah. Yep. That that's very nice. Gracie. Is it warm? Yeah. 
Yeah. People in the mountains actually wear them. Yeah. For you, blankets. You need them. Their blanket is is one of their most valuable possessions. It's, it's, their, coat. it's their coat. It's their bed. It's everything for them. If you don't have your blanket, you're basically hopeless. I mean, you might you might freeze. You might, cold. you might freeze. Wow. It does wow. actually snow in, in the mountains uh, sometimes. It, it can get very cold. Wow. Well, this has been a real joy to get to see your whole family. And, you know, the original plan is not what happened, but uh, I'm glad that we, we got to, to talk and to share what God has been doing and how others could join you in the work there and join in helping. And Tim is going to, Tim, you're going to put some information um, on these posts and we're going to highlight you uh, this Sunday, April 26th, uh, during our worship services online. Uh, Tim, do you want to say anything about uh, information type stuff? Uh, just, just you know, we'll have the links to the MAF uh, site and uh, that's specific to uh, the Adams family. Um, I'll, I'll see if I can uh, throw up the most recent newsletter maybe on Facebook for everybody so they can see it there. And, and then we'll, um, there's another video that we're going to be posting too. So uh, something that, that the Adams family has provided for us. And so there's going to be a lot. And then uh, we hope that people will, will uh, take advantage of those resources, that they'll, uh, if, if God's moving in your heart to give, that you go ahead and give. If he's, <clears throat> uh, if he's, maybe, I don't know, maybe he's laying on your heart a, a desire or a heart for missions and, you know, giving you a heart for missions and you need to pursue that and be praying for that. And then you should let us know so we can be praying for you and discerning with you uh, how God is moving in your life. But um, God is certainly on the move and uh, it's just been, gosh, it's just been so great to, to hear about what he's been doing uh, through you, through the Adams family and in the people and, and, uh, Lesotho, and uh, I've even, I hope I said that right. I've, I've been saying it wrong. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm just really excited for, for what you've already done, but also what God is going to be doing through you and your ministry. And so um, I, I hope that other people are too, and that these resources kind of can help them connect to you. Uh, you know, they don't have to go through us, of course. Uh, um, so, so I think it's great that they can, you know, We'll put your contact info there and they can get a touch with you all on one, their own too. So. One note of clarification. If you were wanting to give towards our our missionary support, that would be through the through the MAF website. However, if you wanted to give towards food relief for um, the Basutu people as a special COVID-19 love gift, then contact us directly for that. And we'll, okay, we'll put your direct email. So if you want to, ask them about uh, COVID-19 relief, contact uh, them directly, and we'll put your email on there. Is that okay? okay? Thanks. Sounds great. And okay. also just wanted to thank the, mm. the members of um, Blues Federated Church for your support. We, we, you know, we are supported by, by the church, and we really appreciate yes. that. We thank you for your support and your prayers. And greetings to all of our friends. I'm saying hi to the Schwartzes and to Nancy Wolf. And I know there's others whose names I'm not saying right now, but we wish we would, could be there in person and talk to you all and see how you're doing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe well, next time. Yeah. Maybe next time. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, 
but uh, it's our it's our blessing to be able to support you and and thank you. Let me say a, a quick prayer, and then Tim will Tim will finish this uh, up if if that's okay. Lord, I just thank you for Joe and Karen and and Gracie and Timothy and the the work you're doing in their life and what you're doing in Lesotho. I just pray for uh, the ministry there and the nation. Uh, Lord, that you would uh, be work. You are working there. You're already working there. But uh, just work with that ministry. Help the people, Lord. Help them through this time. Uh, move in the hearts of your church worldwide to give uh, to where the needs are, Lord. And uh, bless Joe and Karen in their remaining time here in the States, however long that may be. Um, I just pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us, uh, and we will uh, we will see you one way or another one of these days. So, yeah. Thank you very much. Great. Well, uh, thank you all for listening and watching. This has been Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey coming to you from our uh, Zoom studios with our special guest, the Adams family, and we hope that you just have a blessed week. Thanks for watching and listening. <laughs>